The Sauce Podcast. Empowering women everywhere. Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Mom. Good to see you. So good to see you. I'm loving the hair. It's a little oh, shorter. Thank you. It is. Is it a lot shorter or a little? I, I, like, I think it's a lot, but everyone's like, Liz, it's not that short. But I think it's a good two and a half, three inches. It looks great. Very Thank fresh. You. Very if good. If you're watching, saucers. <laughs> um, well, it's been a busy, it's been a busy month. We have the Super Bowl this weekend coming up Ooh. in the U.S., and it was the Grammys last weekend, which I, I I don't know your feels on award season and award shows. Like, I'll give you mine and then I want to hear yours. I definitely am aware of them and I like to tune in when I can. And I, I definitely like to see kind of the recaps. I'm not, you know, planning a whole menu and like hosting a party. A party. Dressing um, up. But I, but I appreciate them. Yeah. You know, yeah, mom, we've never talked about this, but I was obsessed with the Oscars as a child, obsessed and Golden Glows, bring it on. Emmy's not my thing. Grammy's, but always was into it, but not like a party, but I would get together with girlfriends and be like, let's watch. Yeah. Okay. I'm into it. And I think they've gone through some, I think like, I'm sorry, I think they've gone through some years of like highs, kind of like ups and downs, but And living in the UK, I don't watch much because, you know, the time difference. Right. But I feel like the Grammys this year are like rock, rock the stage. They were um, a very, very, you know, star, star studded, which of star course, studded you know, they event. Won, but I mean, Meryl Streep was there. Oprah Winfrey was there. That's Celine um, Dion. Celine Dion was there. I know. Oh, and um, the the performance, the duet of Fast Car with Tracy uh. Chapman and Luke Combs. That was really Really, really, really special. So good. I actually read, which I thought there were a number of articles that came out after that. Inc.com did one, but where it was like in a in a culture and in a country that is really as kind of polarized and divisive as unfortunately this the US is, it was like this moment where time stopped. And like no matter your beliefs, no matter, you know, what side you're on politically or anything like that, like the whole country could just love and live in that moment of Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs, which just like gave me the feels. Oh yeah. I love that. I did not see that article. And that, that rendition that Luke Combs does with them together was insane. But I think music does that for people too. Like it kind of like you can bond over music, no matter what your beliefs, you know, in some music's controversial, but I think like music can sometimes actually just like bring a little, yeah. It's, a, it's such a connector and yeah. I, I totally agree. And I, I feel like we talk about music a good amount here. I love music so much and it's such a huge part of, you know, my life. And I agree that it, it really is this like bridge builder for, for people yes. that if you have nothing else in common, you can talk about, you know, music or, music. or songs or artists. Yes. And I feel like you're so good with lyrics, small and words. Like that's like your Oh, thing. I love them. It's mm-hmm. like, it, is, it is my thing. Well, there is kind of this relevant connection to the Grammys and our topic for today. There is, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about um, executive presence and the kind of the new definition of executive presence per it's 2023, but let's say modern, yeah. modern executive presence and take you all through, you know, how, how it's being defined now and what are some changes in the last 10 years. But I think it's um, connected to the Grammys because Miley Cyrus 
won yes. her first ever two Grammys and had an a very, very high energy performance of her song Flowers. Yep. Yep. So did good. you get to watch that? I did. I saw a lot of it. Yeah. On, yeah. on, yeah, on replay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that there is a parallel here because Miley is a very, very bold, very, very strong personality. So exactly who she is, true to herself, authentic. And, you know, you could wonder, people could wonder and ask, does she have, you know, that polish and that gravitas of, other, exactly. you know, Grammy award winning artists. Yeah. And so we're going to dive in today around executive presence and what it is pretty much we're saying in the workforce, but in my yeah. last point, it's kind of like how you show up in the world. I do think, you know, I could say for me, my executive presence at work and how I am in my personal life, um, is probably a little bit different, but not very different. And so I think for today, we'll focus a little bit like on the, in the workforce, when you're in an, with an audience, kind of like what, how do you define executive presence? And I think for so many of us, as we're growing our careers or growing in our careers, everyone's like, you need to work on your executive presence, or we need to have more executive presence, but have we ever really defined it or no, you kind of know a few things, but I think today we're going to break it down for you and talk yeah. about a couple things. Yep. So there was an HBR article on this and I have it. If you guys are watching this and see me references it, I have it right here. So how HBR defines executive presence. And actually, I just really liked these three buckets. It's gravitas, communication, and appearance. So traits of gravitas traits, communication traits, and appearance traits. Appearance feels like it will not be on there in time, but I actually do think there are some things on here that are important for your executive presence. Yes. Yeah. And we'll, dive into and we'll talk about them because you hear yeah. appearance, at least for me, think. I hear appearance and I'm a little bit like, ugh, you know. We, the way people look shouldn't necessarily define their executive presence, but how they define it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So here's what we want to say. There was a woman who did in order to figure out which traits are most important under those three categories. She did a survey in 2012 and it was a survey to 268 us business executives at director level and above, and pretty much said, um, of these traits, what are the most important? She then went and did it again in 2022. And what we want to talk about today is in each of those three categories, what are some of the top, the top traits that is considered? And what's interesting in pretty much all of the categories, the top traits from 2012 to 2022 stayed the same. So we want to touch on those. Then we also want to touch about on what traits really changed over those 10 years. And I think it's very interesting. And I think for a lot of listeners, there's a lot that um, you'll probably go, yeah, and how the times, how our cultures have changed, it makes sense that there's certain things that are no longer considered executive presence in communication, but actually this type of communication is really important. So yeah. that's what we're going to walk through. Cool. <clears throat> we will also try to link this article so that you guys can understand the graphics that we're showing and we might yeah. try to post them as well so you can see it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So let's start with the summary of the kind of core three categories of executive presence, right? So there is gravitas, there is communication, and then there is appearance. So let's spend some time on gravitas 
first? And what are some of the traits that are included in that? I love that word also, by the way, gravitas. And I always say what? Gravitas? Gravitas. Yeah. You say gravitas. I say gravitas. I think gravitas. (laughs) And especially being in England with accents, you know, I'm like gravitas is is appropriate. so, okay, the top one in 2012, in 2012, when she did this survey, confidence and decisiveness were the top two. Some other ones in there were integrity, emotional intelligence, blue chip pedigree, and vision. That was in 2012, some of the top traits and gravitas. In 2022, in 2022, the top traits are confidence and decisiveness have still held at the top of gravitas traits. They have. Well, those things don't surprise me. You know, I think confidence um, is when you, when I think of somebody who is confident and they, you know, kind of walk in a room and you can just tell they're very, very comfortable in their skin. They're very much, you know, proud of and comfortable in who they are you know, that sets a tone certainly for those around you. Now there's this, you know, careful, I think, um, balance between arrogance or overconfidence. Those two things are very different than, you know, confidence, but I get that. I think that still being a part of gravitas makes sense. And decisiveness. I love this one. What's the summary of decisiveness? Is it, is it actually saying that people who are comfortable and able to make a decision decisively give people a feeling of executive presence. Yeah. And they don't give full definitions on all of them. They uh, give examples, but here's why I think it's somebody who doesn't waffle, somebody who doesn't bobble. And one of my favorite things that I've learned throughout my career is when I can go to a leader and I kind of know what their answer is going to be to a certain situation because they're consistent on their decisiveness. Yeah. So But I think again here, this is where overconfidence can be a real uh, risk and threat too, because sometimes when you are with someone and they're making decisions without first like understanding the full breadth of the situation or having all the information available to them, that is overconfidence. And I I would say almost goes to like irresponsible decision-making. This is nope confident, bold, you know, has, has command of the situation and the information. And then I think of it as like in those hard moments when someone needs to make a call and it's a tough call, you can do it. And you own it. Do it. Yep. Yes. So when we get to communication, I'm going to talk a little bit about decisiveness. One of the traits that's really big on communication and where I think that leads to decisiveness too. So, um, perfect. So confidence and and decisiveness has stayed at the top of gravitas. Here's what has slipped integrity, which is so interesting, right? But here's what has also really hit the charts in 2022 inclusivity, respect for others, and integrity is on there, but it's gone down. So I actually think respect for others and and inclusiveness was not a part of the even 2012 top um, traits. So I think integrity, inclusivity, all of that has become so much bigger and so much more important. And that's what people want to see when they see gravitas of leaders. 
Yes. And I would say when I hear integrity went down, that's a question mark for me. I'm, I'm, I'm unsure of why that would be, but I understand it now because they've actually called out and specifically defined inclusivity and respect for others are what we want to see. To me, those are elements of being someone with high integrity, but I get it. High integrity is a pretty broad category. And this is saying you need to openly outwardly show, um, you know, wanting diverse, you know, perspectives, wanting to include those, you know, at the table with you, so to so to speak, and that you respect others regardless of their, you know, their level or, um, you know, what, what position they may hold. Like you still see people and you hold space for people and you respect people. I love that that is yep. part of the definition of gravitas because I think that it should be. Yep. I think it's broadening integrity is pretty yes. kind of like, yes. exactly. Right. So right. that's gravitas and we can okay. do, go there. Okay. So those are a few of the traits. Let's move into communication traits. So right. as I mentioned in these three categories, the top two from 2012 survey to 2023 kind of stayed the same 2022, excuse me. So in 2012, superior speaking skills and command, command of a room were at the top. Mm. Okay. 2022, superior speaking skills, command of a room and a Zoom. And, Zoom. or, you know, it's funny that they use Zoom, to be honest, and not um, uh, a meeting, a, uh, right. what's the word? Like, yeah, like some kind of virtual Video meeting. conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. virtual meeting. Yeah. So that's, those two are still at the top. And I think that's very big. When you're able to command, honestly, a Zoom, I think is a very real thing and keep people, I think it's get everybody on, get everybody focused and keep people engaged virtually. I think is now becoming a much, much bigger thing, especially global organizations, et cetera, and inclusivity. If you want to be inclusive with your gravitas, you need to, if you have a global org or orgs where people are working hybrid or people who are fully remote, you need to be able to communicate effectively over a Zoom. Yeah. And I, I, part of me thinks they chose Zoom because it rhymes with room. So it's like you end up the room or Zoom. It's kind of catchy. But I completely agree. And I would also say that part of this is, you know, um, speaking and, you know, eloquence and or, you know, superiority in in an ability to speak. We've talked about prep and the need to prep and um, creating time and space for yourself to be prepared in these kind of broader audience moments. And this for me is such a reminder and a good example of that, especially if clear and decisive speaking isn't natural for you or you get nervous or anxious in that kind of setting. I I love this. And it is a reminder. In in, in a Zoom setting, you actually have the benefit of, you know, kind of open notes and you, you can be more prepared than maybe you would be able to do in a live setting or in person with someone. So I agree that communication is just at the heart of executive presence. And I think these are really good reminders. Yes. And here's what's really what's really interesting is what is out from 2012 on communication is forcefulness. What's in is listen to learn and mm. authenticity on your communication skills, which is very big for me because I feel very authentic in my communication skills. But here's what's what's really interesting. And that's where I say the whole listen to learn is becoming a big thing on, yes. on the overall um, executive presence. And that's where I think um, confidence and decisiveness on the gravitas 
is your confidence comes from your listening to learn and you're aware of what from the front line of your organization is going through. And that is where I think decisiveness really comes is you're making decisions that because you understand and you've listened to learn. So not to confuse, but that's kind of why I wanted to take it back. But on communication, forcefulness out, joking and bantering manner out. Um, What's really in is listen to learn, authenticity and ability to read the audience. Yes, I love that. And I I think I I agree with you completely. And I want to highlight forcefulness being out. Again, this for me sits in this like overconfident bucket where if if you are forceful and you're just kind of bulldozing in uh, a session, that, that is not the way to gain respect. That is not the way to earn trust. That is not to way, the way to bridge build. And I, I love that it is now listen to learn, pause, ask questions, seek to understand, um, and do so authentically. Do so where in a way that you're creating space for others, you're being inclusive, you yep. are showing respect. I, I love all of this and totally agree. Yep. And you can be direct without being forceful. So don't think, oh, no forcefulness. I can't be direct and be decisive and make that decision. Absolutely. You can, but the forcefulness is what you don't need because Molly, when you exactly, as you said, the forcefulness does not bring forcefulness does not bring people feeling comfortable being their own. That does not drive inclusivity, authenticity, or being able to listen to your organization because People don't feel like they can be themselves if you force your either opinions, your ideas, et cetera. So um, yep. much in communication. And we could yep. probably do like three episodes, especially on communication. But let's move because we're kind of going through this quickly, but I think it's a good intro because I want, I think this is just so good to define executive presence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The last one, appearance, appearance, which exactly, right. Mal, exactly as you said, it's like appearance, what? But let's break it down. This okay. one actually shifted quite a bit. So what was big in 2012, here we go, polished look, physical attractiveness, next job style of dress being like, if you want to be the next level, if you want to be a manager, you dress as a manager, no longer as an, and you know, maybe it's some type of entry level role or you just started yeah. the company. Okay. Um, there's some interesting ones. Okay. Tallness, youthfulness, that kind of stuff. 2012. Here's what's yeah. in 2022. A polished look is still up at the top. And I, I, I do think that is a thing. Authenticity is up there. So you, I think it's kind of being authentic self about your overall appearance. Fitness is up there, but new normal style of dress. I think that's a little bit of adapting to the times and being authentic with your style. Yeah. So one, I am happy to see things like tallness and slimness removed. Uh, Um, You know, it just, that those things don't feel like they're connected to the authentic, you know, being our necessarily our true selves. If if you are tall and slim, great. But if you're not, you absolutely should still be given an opportunity to have a strong presence in a room, gravitas, all that. It's the inclusivity. I, yeah, it's inclusivity. Yes. I think that the polished look is um, completely fair and accurate. And no matter what that look is, no matter what your hairstyle is, no matter whether or not you have tattoos, no matter whether or not you wear a lot of makeup or you don't, this is saying whatever your style is, it it just needs to look clean and tight. And I, I like that. That feels more inclusive than, you know, I think 10 plus years ago where it was, 
you have to look this specific way. I am glad to hear and of course fully agree and support. This is saying you can be yourself. You can be your authentic self, but still be polished in whatever that version of you is. So look clean, look put together. We didn't just roll out of bed. And I love that the authenticity is on that list. Exactly to your point, Molly, so that you can bring your style, but look polished. I think beautifully said, Molly. Beautifully. Yeah. Well, and you know, I will say fitness being on there, and eh, yeah. that's that's a little bit of a I question know. mark for me because I think that, you know, there's then still this element of you have to be a fit person to yeah. have executive presence. I, you know, I, I think that feels a little bit uh, narrow and not super inclusive or open-minded, but I'm glad to see progress and tallness and slimness out. As they love that. Be. Love that. And one last thing that is on appearance is curation of online image. Ooh. And, um, you know, yeah. when we were in university or in college mall, you know, Facebook came to be and it was like, what are you putting on Facebook? Because that's on the World Wide Web. You know, um, we do a podcast that's out on the World Wide Web. But there's that, but also what is your presence online? And that's where a lot of people on LinkedIn have a certain voice and do all of that. So I think there's a lot that could be said there. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think online presence, you know, again, um, we've talked about Zoom, we've talked about remote work, we've talked about global workforces. So much of the way we actually get to know one another now is by researching folks online. So it is a good reminder that you want to, that, that's like the, that's the entry to you and the first impression that you're making. So, you know, don't, um, don't overlook that and spend time on it. I, I know we're going to wrap. We were trying to keep these episodes quick, 20, 25 minutes, get just high engagement, lots of info for you, but it is gravitas, communication, and appearance. That is the definition of executive presence in 2024. Yes. And I wonder if appearance will even shift over the years, but listen, I hope that helps break it down a bit because you always hear this buzzword or true word, but how do you define it? So just remember as you're working on, if it is your executive presence, be bold, be authentic and try some stuff out. Be bold, be authentic. I love it. Um, Listen to learn, respect for others and saucers always save some room for dessert. Lizzie loved seeing you and I'm excited to keep this conversation going. More to go on executive presence. Agreed. Bye saucers. See you. Thank you for tuning in to the Sauce Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our personal anecdotes and biz tips and tricks we shared today. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and or following the podcast on any platform or leaving a one-line review of the podcast, it helps us out tremendously. Thank you, thank you. Molly and I would also like to state that everything stated on this podcast is our own opinions and it's not shared on the behalf of others or on our employers. Thank you.